Hello and welcome to another episode of the Auto Trader Podcast. My name is Andy Lesishi. And I'm George Mini. And we're back in the studio uh, on a very cold day. Why? Uh, were we not in the studio last time? Well, we skipped one week. Um, oh. Yeah, we skipped one week. We were here the previous week, but okay. we did skip one week, yeah. Okay. Um, and it's getting really cold. I had no power for the last 12 hours. Yeah, no, it's getting, it's getting hectic. And uh, yeah, it's not helping that it's it's so freezing. I wonder what's going to happen to geezers because now going into winter, um, home geezers are going to get colder quicker overnight. Yeah, um, 100%. <clears throat> I mean, already my swimming pool has gone from, in the last week, gone from the mid-20s, 22, mm-hmm. 24 degrees Celsius. Yeah. Uh, this morning it was at 18. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's getting really cold. It's so, getting really cold right now. Winter is definitely here. It's not coming anymore. Um, so, yeah, I should have worn a jacket. I don't know why I'm, I'm trying to be a hero. Did you watch today. Miami? I did watch Miami. And we're not talking about Miami Vice. We're not talking about Miami. We're talking you know, about the Miami Grand Prix. You, you, you know what struck me about that race? Outside uh, of the glitz and the glam and the well, before the, the, the that's what I want to talk about. The before yeah. the race was the the American pizzazz. Yeah, they take it too far. Freaking hell! I mean, the way they introduced the drivers, I thought was yeah. cheesy. Yeah, every uh, year they're trying to one up the previous year. I mean, not even in Las Vegas. Yet. I mean, this is just Miami. So if Las Vegas is going to be, you can imagine it's going to be. You know all the bells and whistles that the Americans. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, and 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 then the, the you know some of the celebrities on the track, uh, yeah, they just they just think they're the the coolest guys in the world. They think they're the <laughs> flipping it. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean it was a good race um, compared to Baku. I think Baku was a little bit more straightforward, whereas Miami, you know, I think the drivers had a lot more to deal with. Um, and Max is fantastic again getting kind of I don't know I think Max is Max is a little bit of a child with a tantrum but he is a child and you know he is a champion so I say it's okay that's I mean it's okay I mean (laughs) Hamilton used to be a child too exactly oh you know what I'm surprised at and not surprised at I'm 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 proud of him for and uh, Hamilton's not complaining about not winning Hard to complain when you, you know, kind of at the back. I think he's done everything he, he can do. The team is trying their best. And I don't mean winning um, as in winning the race. I mean, yeah, I mean Russell's... Even against his teammates. Russell's kicking his tush. 100%. Um, yeah. You know, a little bit. So, And he's not even complaining about that. So I, I reckon I reckon when he finds his groove, he'll be back. I hope so. Alonso's doing well. So there's your man. He's, he's doing his thing. Mm. Um, and Ferrari, you can see they're still struggling a little bit there. Um How's Leclerc's crash? I wasn't even shocked. Uh, but the, you know what? One of the commentators said, Leclerc is either full tilt on the edge or off the edge. My problem with Leclerc is that he can only do it for a lap at a time. He's not consistent in terms of... Like, when you look at Max, for instance, he's just brilliant through it. Like, his focus is razor sharp. Uh, uh. doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. Um, and that's a big difference. But, you know, race number five, let's see what happens the rest of the year. I think we're going to next see track. A, lot more, a lot more changes. We are going to the next track. Let me check. Next track is Monaco, I think. I watched uh, this weekend was also the Formula E at Monaco. <clears throat> yeah, just at the same time. Monaco is Emilia. So, yeah. So, yeah, a few more races. I think, um, yeah, a few more races and we'll see some changes. But, yeah, some other hill climb also happened this past weekend. So, lots of motorsport. It's been a good week. Honestly, <laughs> moving on, George, what are you talking about today? Well, retail price transparency, apparently. 
Yes. So I know this is a topic that you are super passionate about. Um, well, I don't know about passionate about, but transparency in general in terms of um, vehicle purchasing yeah, um, or car buying, should I say, or even car selling <clears throat> is the way the world's going. So, you know, um, more and more, the, I mean, we, we've always said that the, the one thing the internet brings is transparency of car buying and selling. The more mm-hmm. transparent the car seller is, um, the 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 better chance they have to actually move that piece of metal. Let's take a step back. So before, when people wanted to buy or sell a vehicle, in terms of let's let's go, let's do buying and then let's do selling. When somebody wanted to buy a car before, uh, or let's let's do selling actually first. If somebody wanted to sell their car and they wanted to find out what's the the value of the vehicle, how did they do it before? You know, it was kind of this process of looking at everywhere else and making a judgment based off of my car limit to this one, then I should be getting around this much. Well. Historically, you had two ways, right? Uh, before we started introducing uh, retail valuations, mm-hmm. um, you had two two methods. One, um, uh, retail and trade book values. Yeah. That was one of the ways. If you could get your hands on those. Mostly dealerships like that. The consumers, for the most part, a private, a private seller, for instance. Yes, wouldn't, so wouldn't have known. You know, yeah. You'd have to have a friendly dealer, somebody that could tell you. Um, and you're probably not too difficult to find out, but you, you, you could find um, out those those retail and trade. The, the problem with those prices or that data was that it was lagging. Mm. Nothing wrong with the data in and of itself, but it was lagging. It was a lagging indicator. Mm. Um, by the time the, those numbers hit the market, it was too late. Two months in. Prices months in moved early. on. Yeah. Um, consumers moved on. The internet's creating more transparency. Things are moving faster. Prices have changed. So that was, that was then. The other way to kind of calculate whether you're p- paying for a car or uh, selling a car um, at the right price was to, was to eyeball platforms like Autotrader. Yeah. It's just to make model variant search and uh, and have a look through the list. Yeah. And then and then make a decision. Then we introduced uh, Fusion mm. to dealers. This was years and years ago. Introduced Fusion to dealers to give dealers a sense, car dealers a sense for where they are pricing cars for retail mm-hmm. in relation to all the other cars in the market. Yeah. Literally took a scatter chart and... Uh, um, and yeah, this information, this is not just like, this is, you know, the trim level, this, this kind of the spec of the vehicle. It's not just based off of make model variant, right? It is a deeper in terms of the spec and the features of the vehicle that's going to be giving you kind of the market value. Well, uh, you know, the deeper, the deeper you go, the, the, the fewer the numbers get in terms of the market size. So your yeah. market, what we call market comparables. Mm. So we, we gave this tool called Fusion to dealers years ago. Um, some dealers subscribed to it, others didn't, still continue to use trade and retail book values. Um, what Fusion does, because it's still in the market today, is it yeah. gives you the market comparables and you can filter down those market comparables to um, as small a market as you want, even um, even down to, you know, regionally. Yeah. Um, um, which then gave you a retail price calculator on the one side. And, uh, you know, if we put it up here, mm. um, you can see that scatter chart with the retail calculator, which then gave the car seller the opportunity to, from the prices on the scatter chart, decide how much they were going to pay for a car. We call that retail back mm-hmm. valuations. So I can sell this car for 200,000 Rand, 
Um, my profit in the car is call it 10%, 20 grand. Um, I have, uh, 5,000 rands worth of, uh, of refurbishment costs. Yeah. So that's tires, you know, kind of everything you have to do to yes. that too. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a maximum offer on this car from a trade point of view of 175. Mm. Which then gives me my 20 plus my 5, just as a rudimentary calculation. Um, but then it, it put you somewhere in the rankings of all the other car sellers of a, uh, a similar variant. Within the market. Within the market with a price mileage chart. Mm. Because remember, um, used cars are not commodities. Mm. Every used car is unique. Mm. So therefore, you have to decide what the trade and retail price and the nuance in that trade and retail price is depending on how you see your local supply, demand, um, and price market. Yeah. So you can make some decisions based on all of those dots on the scatter chart. But in the end, you're going to have to take an educated decision. So now this is, I mean, this is the de- this is the, the dealer's the- this well, this was what this is. This is how this all started. Yes, 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 essentially. And now we're at a point where you don't have to be a dealer to have access to Auto Fusion, right? You, if you are just a private, no, to, you you still need to be a dealer to have access to Fusion. Yes. Okay. But um, if that's you're a private seller and you need and you want to sell your car in Auto for instance, we still have tools that are going to tell them what you know what what the valuation of the vehicle is. Yes. So if you if you go if you go onto Auto Trader, you'll see that uh, there's a value your vehicle um, option under um, just value my car. Value my car on the main menu, and uh, and you'll be able to go and put the make model variant in and get a valuation range. Yeah. Okay. Why is this important? Though? Why why is price transparency important? Obviously, we've spoken to the fact that the internet has made the 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 consumer um, a little bit more knowledgeable in terms of what they should be paying for a vehicle ultimately. Um, but why is it important for success in, in, in any sort of dealership in your opinion? Well, I mean, the, the, the prices will become more and more transparent as the internet, as the internet proliferates, as it becomes yeah. more and more a online buying experience, more and more of the, of the systems, processes, and ways in which consumers buy cars will be online. One of those elements is the value of a car, mm. um, and and a, and, a, and a consumer wants to know whether they are p- paying the right price. Now, the right price would be within an educated range, mm-hmm. because, like we say, used cars are not commodities. Yeah. A used car with a hundred thousand kilometers on it, I with the same, same variant, is not going to be the same value as a used car and with eighty thousand kilometers yeah. on it. But there's going to be an educated range there, yeah. um, and that's what Auto Trader tries to uh, tries to get right: is what is that? What is that? that what is that range? Where is the sweet spot? And then we try and tell the consumer: um, this car is priced above that range, or below that range, or within that range, mm. and uh, and and that's what price ratings are. So it's really about educating the, the dealership with regards to how much this car is worth in the market. And then at the same time, also the buyer or the consumer telling them if they want to sell, for instance, this is how much, how much you should be expecting to receive. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't call it educating the, the dealer. I'd, I'd say exposing um, to the dealer yeah. ahead of the car being online where this car fits into those price ranges okay. in relation to the other cars and the other com- competing cars around them. Yeah. 
Um, so we've exposed that for years and years and years. Um, now that's come to the front end to the consumer. Now the consumer can see whether the car fits into uh, the price ranges for um, for that particular make model variant or not. Mm. Um, and now it's up to the, the 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 car seller to make a choice. Where do you want to sit? And where do you want to sit now? A, a, a car that's priced high, mm. okay, or indicated that it's priced high, doesn't make it a bad buy. So now we're speaking about we're jumping straight into now all traded price ratings, right? So this is this new feature. Well, which yes, transpa- price transparency, okay. this is what this feature is um, effectively yeah. doing. Um, so now... Can so we define price ratings first? Before, sure. Before, yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think it's important. What, what would, what would you, how would you define this? I have, a, I have a definition, but I think from your train of thoughts, how would you define price ratings to somebody who doesn't know any idea what, they, what it is? They've never been to the site yet. So what is price ratings? So um, price ratings is a machine learning algorithm that takes all of the cars and the history of what's gone through the auto trader platform Mm. for similar vehicles. And, uh, and, and then the algorithm tries to, tries to predict what the price range of that car should be within where, where that price point should be. Um, And again, it's not a specific price. It's a, it's a, it's, it's within a range. range, Yeah. Um, and then, so the algorithm takes the history into account. It takes uh, the current prices in the market into account. It takes the trend of where those prices are coming from going to. It takes the main features on the car into account. Yeah. So if a, if a car seller has listed the car incorrectly, they're mm. obviously going to get the wrong price for the car. And that's what we're finding a lot. Yeah. Is that the car sellers might be listing cars incorrectly? There's a there's a there's a couple of uh, um, errors that uh, that listers are making, and it's very quickly getting corrected. Yeah. Where the cars not listed listed accurately. Hundred percent. I mean, there's and there's what there's five ratings, right? So it's low, fair, great, high, and then there are scenarios where vehicles don't have a rating. Yes. So low means uh, the car is priced lower than the algorithm's predicted market. Okay. Okay. And it's not an average. It's a machine learning algorithm that 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 uh, predicts where the market has come from, where it might be going to, and all the features on the car, including mileage. Okay. Fair means it's priced in line with the market. Great means it's priced below the market, just slightly okay. below what that market might be. And then high means it's priced higher than the market. Um, and then if there's no rating, um, it applies to cars that have very high mileage or we we. The, the the machine learning algorithm can't it's predict level, the price of the data. car. Exactly. Okay. There's just not, not enough data on the car. So in a scenario where you go into the site and you see a car that's priced at high, for instance, this is not to say that the car is um, overpriced. Yeah. Right? I think that's, that's that's a nuance that a lot of people don't wouldn't be able to understand off of face value. In that scenario, you're telling me that usually the car, for instance, has you know, better specs or it's, it's kind of the top of not, the range. Not always, but it can, it, it can, can be, be a, a right. number of different things. It can be a number of be. different things. So if a car is priced, if it's got a, if it's got a high price flag, all that it means is it's a flag to the consumer to say, understand why, why? this car okay. is priced higher yeah. um, than it's, than it's peers and then it's history. Understand why? Cause there could be a very good reason. Mm. It's really just a, 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 an indication to go and have a look. And low is the same, right? You wouldn't necessarily low Why? doesn't always mean like doesn't always mean bad. Doesn't always mean good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just means check it out, right? Um, if we've priced the car in the green, mm-hmm. chances are 
that if the car is as described, that is something you should do. Well, okay, I'm getting a, I'm getting a fair deal here. So I did some digging into, you know, I love playing with the, the numbers on AutoTrader. I did some digging to find out exactly where most of the cars sit. And if you exclude no ratings, um, so cars that don't kind of fit um, the description, 84% of the vehicles sat between other fair and great. So that, that's to say that dealerships are pricing vehicles very much within the market. Absolutely. So what we're finding is that um, most car sellers – the high price rating uh, sits on single digit percentages mm. of the cars on their floor mm. um, and uh, and and in some instances, there is a reason why that car is priced the way it is mm. and it is a, it is an indicator for the consumer to go and ask go and have a look it doesn 't mean as a consumer you must you must say, "Oh uh, you know this is high priced according to order trader. you need to bring the price down that 's not necessarily the answer mm. the answer could be. Why is this car priced higher uh, or has a high price flag? And uh, and the dealer could have a very good reason. There could be extras on that car that uh, cause its value to go up. Mm. Okay, that's that's really good to know. I mean, we did a, I think it was two episodes ago we spoke about uh, kind of uh, the price of cars going up. Um, but this kind of proves the point that it's not necessarily the car prices are going up. It's just the market as a whole. Um, is actually quite balanced in terms of uh, where the pricing of the vehicles are. Well, I mean, when you've got scale in uh, in volumes, yeah, um, the whole market moves in, in so it yeah, ebbs and flows. Yeah. Different makes, models, and variants will ebb and flow in inside that as well. Um, but uh, I mean, on average, we're seeing car prices come down. Yeah. Um, uh, versus last year when they were, you know, they're still going up, but they're coming down in terms of uh, year-on-year growth percentages versus last year. Um, but there will be pockets of, of makes, models, and variants that will go down and other pockets that will go up. Mm. So the whole market is, as a, as a, a global 80,000, 90,000, 100,000 mm. cars um, um, available for sale um, will change from month to month and from year to year. Mm-hmm. But within those – Pockets, pockets of yeah. makes, models, and variants. Like uh, a couple of years ago, um, you found the Hyundai increasing in price when the entire market was decreasing in price. Mm. Yeah. I heard a story to that point. I heard a story. <laughs> I don't know if it's true. Maybe you know, maybe you don't. That there was a dealer that kind of saw, his. I think his cars were priced a little bit higher. Mm. And he decided to take down, the well, meet the markets exactly where they are and he was able to essentially sell out all of the vehicles as a result of learning all this information um, and essentially meeting the market where, where the market was. Well, we call that the principle of velocity, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so how velocity works is if I can sell two cars with a profit of 10,000 Rand each, that's better than selling one car with a mm-hmm. profit of 15. For sure. So that principle of velocity means if I can turn more, I'll make more a- um, absolute profit, even although my margin may be less on, on each, each of the vehicle, car. But in, as a whole, as a whole, my profitability is you're selling a lot more. So that's a principle of velocity, and that's what this dealer, uh, this particular car dealer, did. He met the market as I like the way you put that. He met the market where it was, yeah. and he managed to move most of those vehicles where he met the market. And as a matter of fact, his performance on Auto Trader went up. Mm. As a result of this, as a result of price ratings. So these aren't just whispers. This is a true story. This this really happened. Yep. 
Yep. Uh, it's just changing with the market. Changing with the market. That's all you got to. You know, I would say uh, um, uh, one of the pieces of advice I gave uh, I gave Adida the other day is um, um, try and have a look at where the most action is on your vehicles during the course of a week. Mm. Okay, and just before that spike in activity in search on your vehicles on Autotrader. Mm-hmm. Go and review your pricing the day before mm. and see whether you are market related. You might be able to move some cars as a result awesome. of changing prices. And that's the principle that I think um, um, a, lot of, a lot of car sellers failed to do over the years, and that is consistently change prices. Mm. Some car dealers put up, pri- put up cars, listed cars, left the price of the car for a for month, months, yeah. two yeah. months, yeah. didn't change it. Yeah. Whereas if your finger's on the pulse of yeah. price transparency, you'll you'll look at that at least once a week. Well, if you're looking for a car um, and you want to check out the new features, definitely very much live on the sites. Uh, tell us what you think. See, tell us what you think about the new the new feature. It's obviously working for a lot of dealerships, and I'm sure a lot of people who are buying cars are, are going to really appreciate it. So yeah, moving on, George. Um, we have some we've received some questions on Ask Auto Trader about pricing. Um, since you know we stick to the theme here, um, so. Talita has asked, if a dealer has advertised a car for a certain price on, on the site, do they have to honor the price? Um, no. Because they were in a scenario where they went to the dealership and they found that the price on the site versus the price that they received at the dealership was about 30,000 rand more expensive. Um, so, 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 the, so the answer is not necessarily, okay? Appreciate the, the fact that you might um, you know, experience that or, or come across that. But look at what I just said. Mm. If I was a dealership, um, keeping my finger on the price pulse mm-hmm. means changing the prices of all my cars once a week. Mm. Price to market. That's what we call it. So to get velocity in vehicle turnover, you've got a price to market. Okay. Okay. It's almost like the stock trading principle. There's a, there's a stock trading principle called market to market mm. if you're a stock trader. Mm. You price your vehicles to market and you do it regularly. Uh, and I'm saying once a week, that's what I would do. Okay, price price to market once a week. Now, does price to market once a week mean that you're always adjusting your price down as a car seller? No, it could also be going up. Uh, Why could demand. it be going up? Because demand is going up. Yeah. Look at the Hyundai Tucson example. Mm. If I see demand going up on a Hyundai Tucson and supply coming down and I've got a Hyundai Tucson on my floor and I see, hold on a second, prices are rising for this car. Mm. I'm going to push the price up. For sure. That's called market economics. For sure. Economics 101. So uh, so unfortunately, Talita, you are going to find a scenario, especially now in today's world, you have the benefit of trans- price transparency, but so does the car seller. Mm. It's not only the consumer that has the benefit of the price transparency now. That's what transparency is, right? So everybody has... Everybody's everybody got has. access to it. Exactly. So the dealer's got even more access than the consumer has. The consumer has the price flag, yes, but mm. the dealer's got access to the uh, to the data points mm. of every other car that is comparable in the market. So so in this particular scenario, um, um, sorry, Talita, but uh, you might have come across a scenario where the dealer's advertised um, a certain price You've gone into the dealership and he has just marked the car up mm. for whatever reason. Um, so that's a dynamic market. It's, uh, it's, it's constantly moving. So you know laws um, with regards to an advertised price being the price that you have to honor as a seller? 
Um, it's a, it's, it's a good question. I think there was, uh, this, this, there's some, some theories around, um, you know, like retail stores advertised on the shelf. Stores. I've been in a scenario um, where I saw a price for a TV and I went to go inquire about it. Um, this scenario, they didn't make a mistake to be fair. Um, and they got in trouble for it, but they had to essentially honor that advertised price. Yeah, I would check on that. I mean, I, I, I don't know what the laws are around it, but, uh, um, but uh, you know, there, there could be errors. Mm. There could, it could be a case that they've changed the price. There could be a whole bunch of scenarios. I'm not defending either one. For sure. Um, You're saying it depends. Really. It depends. depends. What is the scenario in that particular case? 100%. Um, you know, if they're, if they're trying to mislead the consumer, well, that's a different that's story. Different story completely. You know, that's, that's just unethical. Um, but if it's part of the market dynamics of it, it's, it's not always possible to, uh, to change everything all at the same time. Mm. You know, you might change the sticker price on the car. Um, you do that on your floor. Uh, then, the, then it has to go through a process and somebody in the background needs to go and change it online. Um, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, you know, so those dynamics could be there. 100%. Prices of cars are going to change even more now with price ratings mm. on a more regular basis. Mm. And it doesn't mean, Mr. Consumer, that the prices are always going to go down. They might go up. I think it's important to just call the dealer um, and, you know, if it's outside this price, see if it's still the case with them. Um, well, just, just you know, uh, I would encourage dealers to just be transparent about it. Um, you know, yeah. average prices are going up. Inquiries on this car has gone up. I've put the price up. Sorry, I haven't put it up online yet. Mm. Um, these these are the reasons. As long as you're not trying to mislead the consumer or, uh, or try and do anybody in. Okay. Last question. I think we're out of time. Okay, so Angus asks, does the price I see include VAT on site? Well, the short answer is yes. Okay. It's the same as uh, prices you see on the retail shelves. It always includes VAT. Um, the only place that it might not include VAT is on our commercial platform. 100%. But then it's indicated as, as such. As, as such, okay. 100%. That's pretty much all I have time for today. Um, but thank you so much for joining me, George. And thank you guys for watching. Go Alonso. Let's go Hamilton, please. I beg you. <laughs>